Welcome, everyone. Thank you for joining us uh, and our new show. My name is Deba, and I will be your host. And our show is dedicated to moms. And my goal is to really inspire and motivate you and provide you resources throughout your mothering journey. I will be inviting professionals as well as mompreneurs like our special guest today and the real expert moms to come and discuss topics and issues that are facing mothers in all stages of motherhood. Our program is sponsored by momsinformed.com which is a brand new membership site for just dedicated to all moms and so it's really a place to come in get uplifted get motivated not the negative, the negativity that we see on social media today, but a really place to um, support one another and get resources from each other. And then I have a really special area as well. It's called the Mompreneur Corner, where you can come and get tools and resources to help excel and grow your business. All of our videos will be available on the momsinformed.com site to members and membership is free. So head on over to get signed up. Now, without further ado, I would like to introduce our, our special guest, Dr. Wendy Labotte. Welcome. And she is a financial strategist and known as the financial healer. She is a speaker, a mompreneur, and an author. So with a new book out that I'm excited for you to learn about. So welcome, Dr. Wendy. Uh, hi, Deepa, and thank you so much for having me on your show. I appreciate it, and I appreciate what you're doing for all the moms out there. Thank you so much. Um, whenever I was looking uh, looking into your background, reading all about you, I, I really got interested because you wanted to be a medical doctor, and that intrigued me because being in the medical field, how you went from being a, wanting to be a medical doctor to becoming a financial strategist. So can you share your path and your journey with us? I sure will. I started, I wanted to be a medical doctor. That was my only plan. It was plan A, plan only. And when I didn't get accepted to medical school, I was devastated, but you know, you get over it. But I was still working in the medical field, you know, making good money, but not really happy with what I was doing. So I ended up, um, you know, my uh, husband at the time was in the military, so we went to Europe and lived there a couple years. So when I came back to the U.S., you know, what I had been doing prior to going to uh, Europe, I moved to Georgia, which is the South, <laughs> and, you know, it's a different animal down here, different environment. So I couldn't really get the kind of job that I had before when I lived in California and the wages were low and the, you know, to get the higher wages, you know, the people that had those positions just weren't, you know, hiring. So anyway, I, you know, was miserable with what I was doing, but I got an opportunity to start a business. I didn't have any business experience and very limited financial resources. And it was, you know, back in the eighties, you know, time when there was no internet, no social media. And the only thing you can do with a cell phone was make an expensive call. Mm -hmm. So I really enjoyed it. Even though I wasn't making a lot of money, I enjoyed doing it so much. It's like, okay, this must be what I'm supposed to do. So I, um, 
started an office equipment company and my clients were corporate you know clients fortune 500 companies and in order to be considered for the uh, you know big contracts you had to have a certain image and you know that meant having a brick and mortar office employees uh, inventory and all the overhead that goes with it right uh, if you projected anything less they considered you a mom and pop organization and said okay well you can't really handle the big contracts so of course i had the image you know i projected the image but the problem was that my cash flow didn't match that image so and then i was a rookie at business so i didn't really know how it all worked but it forced me to be able to think outside the box you know it made me think outside the box and uh, to be able to you know take control of my finances you know make my money work for me and you really help my business grow and develop and also negotiate with my employees my clients and my vendors to be able to get the best deal for everybody so it really worked out well um, but that taught me all the financial and business stuff but fast forward to 2014 that happened 36 years ago so i'm kind of telling my age and everything but that's okay but fast forward to 2014 um the affordable care act mandated that everybody have health insurance so by that time i had gotten out of the office equipment uh business and i had been in the tax uh, preparation business for about 10 years and all that kind of matched you know the taxes and the Affordable Care Act so I expanded my business to include the insurance and financial services so I didn't want to be a hypocrite so I ended up buying all the products and services that I was trying to sell my clients because I did have people say well what do you have you know where's your money and I had to I was honestly able to say where I had it in, you know, that when I was recommending the products to them or the service to them. So in 2017, I was diagnosed with breast cancer. And, you know, it was the most aggressive form. So I figured, okay, I want the most aggressive treatment because I want to be done with this. But I didn't look at it as a death sentence because when I found out, you know, I had to read the results myself. Nobody told me, the doctor didn't tell me or anything, but I got a sense of peace come over me, which let me know it's going to be okay, but it's going to be a difficult part of my journey. So I just, you know, did my research and got ready for, you know, the journey and the battle. And um, I had to undergo chemotherapy every three weeks for a year at a price tag of $67,000 every three weeks. Now, I don't know about you, but that could have ruined me financially. And in addition to that, I had five surgeries and all the CAT scans, you know, MRIs, ultrasounds, mammograms, labs, prescriptions that offset the chemo, you know, side effects. And that totaled an additional 300,000 plus. But Thank God I practice what I preach because my health insurance paid for all of that. And not only that, because I had the other supplemental coverages, I ended up getting a multi six figure shot in the arm that was tax free that allowed me to focus on my recovery instead of, you know, worrying about money. You know, my, I still had business expenses. I still had personal expenses, but I didn't have to worry about them because, you know, my business was still flowing. You know, my personal, that shot in the arm just 
you know, got me to be debt free and financially free. And it was like, thank you, Jesus. And I was, you know, kind of sort of rest on my laurels. I'm like, okay, I'm cancer free. You know, after it was all over, I got money, I'm debt free, you know, financially free. But, you know, the spirit said, no, you're not going to rest on your laws. You're going to go on a crusade to empower other people to position themselves to be financially free. And that's where I developed the financial cure system. And that's how the financial cures came into play. So what seemed to be uh, a setback ended up being a set up. So, you know, it worked out pretty good in the end. So that's what I'm doing now, trying to empower other people to take control of their finance and become financially free. Wow, such a story too, you know, everything that you went through. And thank goodness you did practice what you preach. So so is that what a financial strategist does? What how how can you help others with their finances? Okay, well, it's um I can help in a number of ways. My financial cure system, it starts out with diagnosing your financial health because you got to know where you are, you got to know. I look at the vital signs, your income, your expenses, and more importantly, your spending. Because a lot of people say, oh, I know how much I make. I know how much I, my, you know, my house, no, it is my car, no. But they don't track their spending. And spending kills the budget every time. It kills any kind of financial plan if you're not in control of it. And a lot of people, you know, especially the ones that make good money, they usually are the ones that don't plan where their money goes. They wonder where it went. So I try to, you know, empower people to be able to start there, see where you are, and then develop a strategy to get to where you're going. And that includes taking control over your finances, getting the proper protection to prevent financial ruin, um, understanding the impact of tax codes and tax laws on, you know, your strategy, and also uh, the market risk and investment losses and the global economic impact because we are a global nation you know a global economy i should say and then taking action you know those are the six obstacles that you know prevent people from winning the money game and then from there you build a financial legacy and create generational wealth and become financially free to live the life you desire. So I can help at every level, depending on where they are, because that's the important thing. You have to know where you are. Um, but the first step I didn't talk about, which is your mindset and lack of knowledge. That's key to whatever you're doing, whether it's your finances, you know, losing weight, stopping, you know, whatever, you gotta have the right mindset. So that's, um, that's how I can help people. So with your financial care system, how, how can one get that? Um, how can they utilize your services? Okay, well, first, um, I get everybody to get my book <laughs> because <laughs> you got you to gotta know the basics. You have to understand the basics, and, and that's part of what's in the book are the basics, the obstacles, different strategies to increase your income without getting a second job. Uh, reducing your expenses without spending more money and of course like I said the proper protection but um, they can you know connect with me now if uh, people 
part of the benefit of getting the book is not only do you get good tips and information, but it also gives you an opportunity to schedule a, a complimentary 20 minute strategy session with me. And mm -hmm. your guests will get that anyway, because I'm on your show. <laughs> Yay. So, so how, how can they get your book? Okay, my book is available on Amazon. It's called Diagnose Your Financial Health. And you can just put my name in, Dr. Wendy Labot, or Diagnose Your Financial Health. A lot of people put the financial cures because that's my logo. But even if you put that in, the book will still show up. Um, so you can go there or else you can go on my website, thefinancialcures.com, uh, and you can order, you know, it can take you to either Amazon or you can order an autographed copy and I'll send it to you. Perfect. Wonderful. Well, I'm, I'm getting your book. I okay. read your book and diagnose <laughs> health. <laughs> um, so, you know, right now we're living through some really difficult times. People are losing their jobs. The economy is in a financial situation right now. Um, so what kind of tips would you have for families with their financial situation currently? Also, so many moms have had to leave the workforce to care for their children. And so, you know, you're losing income there. So what would be some advice that you have? Well, one of the main things I tell people is, like I said, take that spending challenge. And uh, what I have with the spending challenge is to, for you to track your spending, not just your expenses. And really, it's not really your expenses because, you know, your water bill, mortgage and all that, you know, you have to pay that. But it's mm -hmm. things like, you know, you go to the store and you may spend $20 on something, you know, or you may go to Starbucks and spend $5 a day for coffee. But it's little things like that when you start really paying attention to them. You can save hundreds, sometimes even thousands of dollars just on controlling that spending. I did have one of my clients uh, took the spending challenge and he came back to me. He said, Wendy, you know, I'm spending $800 a month eating out. And it wasn't that he couldn't afford it, but it was an aha moment for him saying $800 a month. I could do something with that beside eating out. You know, he could have bought $200 worth of groceries and had the same kind of meals and had $600. He could have paid a utility bill or, you know, increase his um, cash reserves, but basically track that spending. You know, that's one of the main things, because if your money is tight, you need to have control over it and you need to determine where your money's going and not wonder where it went. So that's one thing. And then two, especially for the moms, um, you know, take advantage of the cash back, uh, you know, and loyalty programs, because, mm -hmm. you know, when you pay, if you got a bank or a debit card that gives you cash back or even a credit card, if you pay your monthly bills using that card, you're going to get money back. So that money is going to work for you. But the key is if it's a debit card, it's okay because it's coming out of your checking account. So it's not like you can spend more than you have. But if it's a credit card, it's important that you pay that bill off when it comes due. You don't want to create debt from, you know, paying your bills. You want to be able to, you know, generate that rewards or that loyalty, you know, benefit. Sometimes it's, gift cards sometimes it's cash depending on you know what the uh, program offers and then you want to go back and look at all of your utilities you know and try to renegotiate first evaluate the services that you're getting 
then you want to renegotiate that with your utility or cell phone company or cable company, whatever, you know, it is. And, you know, see which, if you could get that same level of service for a lesser price. Um, I just did that recently and I got a higher speed internet. And even I was saying about the little problem I had with it lately, but I got a higher speed internet, um, you know, more cable channels and I'm saving $90 a month on this, you know, better services than what I had. But, you know, you wanna look at those maybe every year, if not six months, every year. Cell phone, same thing, I ended up having getting you know a new phone two new phones and getting my bill lowered by like 150 dollars a month and then they added another line so it's things like that where you can save because that turned out to be like what 200 and some dollars a month that you could use for something else and then coupons you want to definitely especially moms yeah, when it comes yeah. to diapers and milk or baby food they're, they're always giving away coupons. You know, your grocery store, they have those buy one, get ones. You have to be a conscientious shopper. Um, and, you know, it doesn't hurt to do that. Even if you got the money, why spend it if you don't have to, you know? So those are kind of things. And then one more thing, and I'm going to move on. Yeah, no, um, such great information, please. <laughs> there's, uh, you know, sell things online. Um, when all this COVID started, my son, you know, who's in college, he cleaned out the garage because he wanted to be able to put his car in the garage. He found a whole case of hand sanitizer, found some new bedding that we had never used, you know, and then he had a car that he wanted to get rid of and buy another car. So we put all that stuff on, the, or he put all that stuff on the internet, except for the hand sanitizer. We kept that for ourselves. <laughs> but we were able to get, you know, almost retail for those sheets and the bedding. And then we got $1,000 more on the car than we were expecting. So we were able to get him a nice, you know, not new car, but new to him car. And, you know, it's just doing those kind of things can bring in money because you'll be surprised at what you just got laying around the house that you can put out there on some of these, you know, online sales sites. And mm -hmm. that's money coming in. Yeah. Facebook has the Facebook marketplace. So many people mm -hmm. their items on there and, you know, even if you're looking for things, great place to go mm -hmm. and find items, but absolutely. And later on, I'm going to talk about when I started my business in 2008, I started selling online and the different avenues that I utilize that you can use now and start selling online and not even have to hold product mm -hmm. about that coming up. Um, but coupons too. I, I was a couponer. I had, uh, when it was triple coupon day or double coupon day. I don't mm -hmm. do that anymore. But at the time there was times where I would leave the grocery store and not have to pay anything mm -hmm. of all the coupons that I had and, and utilizing the different deals that they had that day. I also liked what you said about using, um, the cashback options, uh, Samsung pay. I use Samsung pay on my phone and a lot of places are going to that digital pay that mm -hmm. utilize. And sometimes I'm getting 18% cash back or 6% mm -hmm. back or 8% cash back. And it's coming right from my debit card. So I'm not, um, having to worry about the credit card aspect mm -hmm. too, mm -hmm. but a great tip to utilize your credit cards, but making sure that you're paying them off. 
Yeah, you have to be disciplined. Get in trouble. <laughs> yes. Um, okay, so such great tips for families and moms, especially too, things that they can just start doing right away. I really like tracking your expenses to see how much you are actually spending and get knowledgeable about that. What would you say for the business owner during these times? Uh, it's a similar strategy, just with different vehicles, you know, even with, I have one client and then one colleague too, that she's in the travel business and she uses her American Express and she gets cash mm -hmm. back. And she said that she got last year, she got $30,000 in cash back, which allowed her to pay one of her employees. So when a business owner can use it just as well, um, I know for my business, I my American Express is one that I get um, cash back on one, I got points on the other. And then Marriott, I'm a Marriott person and I'm a Southwest person. And I had a, a conference in Chicago for seven nights. I stayed at the full service Marriott for seven nights. I'm a Titanium member, but I booked it with my points. And when I got there, you know, they always upgrade you. So I got upgraded to a suite. Now, this is a full service Marriott. It wasn't one of those, you know, Spring Hill suites, which is still nice, but this was full service. And I had, I got the, uh, the suite and it would have cost me about $550 a night if I had to pay for it myself. But being a Titanium member, I get to eat in the clubhouse, you know, in the morning or the club room, I guess is what they call it. In the morning, they had smoked salmon, the fresh pastries, fresh fruit, and, you know, all the juices and coffees. But had I, you know, gone to the restaurant and eaten those same items, it would have cost me about 50 bucks, you know, just for breakfast. And the same in the evening, they had the hors d'oeuvres and they had drinks, you know, if you wanted wine or whatever. But, you know, if you, like I said, if you buy it down in the restaurant, you spend, you know, $50 or more. So um, I saved probably on the hotel stays and the meals alone was about 4,500, a little more. And then I flew there using my southwest points because you know i wanted to non-stop i don't want to fly and stop anywhere when i stop i want to get off so i got a non-stop round trip flight and i wanted to you know travel certain days at certain times and that ticket would have cost me about five hundred dollars round trip but because i used my points it cost me five dollars and sixty cent each way so it was eleven dollars and twenty cent so that's what I'm talking about. I saved, you know, almost $5,000 on that trip. And I don't know about you, but I was able to do something with that $5,000. Absolutely. So just because you're watching your money doesn't mean you can't do the things that you like to do. You just have to find a more creative way of doing it. So that's what I recommend for the businesses as well as the personal, you know, expenditures for families. Being resourceful. Yes. <laughs> ways to overcome those obstacles. So the key points in what you said there is using your credit cards for cash back, um, using memberships for hotels or and points for flights, any mm -hmm. you can use any kind of reward system for utilize those reward systems for your business. And because no matter what you do, it's not going out of your way, whether you shop, eat, drive, fly, stay in a hotel, they all have those programs. So sign up and it doesn't, you know, back in the day, you used to have to have a card and swipe it or something. Now you just put in your phone number or email address. So take advantage of those. You know, I was in pennies the other day and well, in fact, yesterday, 
and I was looking for a certain, you know, undergarment and every place I went, they were like 50 bucks. So I found something that wasn't the exact same thing because they haven't, I've been looking for it for a while and they're not making them anymore, but this was very similar. And, you know, I got up there and come to find out, I saved $9 on, on it. So I'm like, I bought two. So I saved $18, you know, on something I didn't, wasn't even expecting to. It's like, okay, that's pretty good. <laughs> so I love know, saving. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I am, I am still a couponer at heart. I, anytime I'm buying products for my business, I'm looking, okay, is there a sale somewhere? Can I get this, you know, doing actual research to see where I can get it for the most cost effective. Sometimes even on Amazon, you can just click a button to utilize mm -hmm. on that's on there. Mm -hmm. So there's just so many different coupon codes that you can get. Mm -hmm. Depot, I utilize a lot of their coupons and being for your reward stack up and then you can, mm -hmm. you know, use your, use that towards your purchases. So I use that as well. And that whole thing, like I said, saves you hundreds and sometimes thousands of dollars, especially if you're talking about a business, you can save thousands of dollars. And now it's, you know, everything's online. So it's not like you have to have a big box of coupons or anything. You just right. and save, you know, so that does make a difference. So you're my kind of girl. Yes, <laughs> I actually, I just got some postcards that we're, we're doing a national campaign for PDs, pedi pediatricians and OBs. And so I went to Vistaprint and they were having a 50% off sale. Oh, yeah. So not only did I get the 50% off sale on what I was getting, but I also had some credit in there from previous uh, points that mm -hmm. I use. So I was able to get 10,000 postcards for like $200. That's a deal. Yeah. Yes. And that's what you have to do. Cause some people say, oh, I'm not going to be bothered with that, especially the guys, you know, like, oh, yes. I don't want to do it. But Hey, when they start seeing that savings, they start doing it. You know, <laughs> that's for sure. <laughs> yeah, Cause it was, it was, quite a bit of savings there that I would have normally had. So, and I think Vistaprint is a really great resource because it does have a lot of sales and mm -hmm. that you can utilize. Um, so really great for the business owner starting out. Some great tips there. Uh, definitely <laughs> peas in a pod here. You yeah. and I. Um, so what would you say is the most important lesson that you have learned as a mompreneur? Well, the, I guess the most important lesson is that mm, what's for you is for you. You know, God has your plan and you don't compare yourself with other people. Do what, you know, the spirits lead you to do. And you won't neglect any part of your life. You won't neglect your family. You won't neglect your business and you won't burn yourself out, you know? So you have to understand that, you know, you're given that intuition or whatever you want to call it. You have to be obedient to it. And I've learned that over the years because, you know, like I said, I wanted to be a medical doctor and that, you know, that was it. But then I started following my spirit and I, you know, it wasn't about the money at that point because I made money prior to that, but I was miserable of what I did. So once I started enjoying what I did, the money came. So don't go for the money. You know, I mean, money is important. Don't get me wrong, but do what your passion is. Do what, you know, your, 
your calling is. And that's something I've learned. And that's why I don't have setbacks anymore. I just have setups because I know whatever happens, it may not be what I'm expecting or what I want, but I just know it's for a better cause or a better result. So that's something that's really been so important to me, not just in business, but really in my life overall. So, you know, that's what I would say. It's been my best, my most important lesson. Yes, I love that because, and, and what I took from your story and, and the journey that you have had that is just because a door closes, you know, doesn't mean that's the end, that there's other doors that are open and you need to go through those open doors because it's going to lead you to where you're supposed, supposed to be having that faith and going into it. Um, and, and all of those experiences along the way, when you said you first started your business, you didn't really know anything about business or finances. And that's where you started to learn and you started to grow. And it eventually got you to where you are here today. Mm -hmm. I feel the same for me as uh, I was a bedside NICU nurse and I knew I didn't want to be bedside forever. It's a very hard job to be a NICU nurse. And so I knew I wanted to do something different and I thought, well, I could do real estate. My husband at the time was in mortgages. And so I thought, well, that would be a good marrying of mm -hmm. resources. And so I was, I was, almost about to take my exam to become a real estate agent and then the crash of 2008 happened and i was in new jersey and it was the world stopped uh, <laughs> it was crazy i've never seen anything i hadn't seen anything like that before and so the door to real estate closed since the mar housing market had crashed but the door to what I'm doing now opened and I started to move through those paths um, to eventually get me from being a bedside nurse to starting my own business. And then now I have a very successful breastfeeding clinic uh, with 16, no, now 18, I just hired two more people. So 18 employees under, okay. um, under my roof here. So it's, you know, and it's following, you know, trusting in that passion and in that faith and, you know, not settling and, and, you know, going for what I'm passionate about. And also I think it serves people. It serves moms, mm -hmm. it serves babies, just like what you're doing. You're serving families and business owners, and you're going to help so many people with your knowledge. Um, so it's not about the money, even, mm -hmm. but the money will come when you're doing your passion, living your purpose. And that's true. Cause God, if he gives you the vision, he'll give you the provision to go with it. And, um, you know, I know exactly what you're talking about with the market. I was in the mortgage business for about 10 years. You know, I like to say I had the multiple streams of income going. I was making real good money. Matter of fact, I had a real successful business there. And when it crashed, like I said, it crashed. I mean, no real warning. It just no. cut it off. And I was devastated again, but by that time, you know, my spiritual maturity was there. So I didn't panic because, you know, I had money and, but, you know, I had to pivot and do something different. And, you know, like I said, that's when I got more focused on my tax business because that was, you know, where God was leading me. So you have to really tune in to where you're supposed to go just because you say, oh, wow, you know, this is a disaster 
it's really, like I say, another door, a wider door that's opening for you. And you have to be willing to walk through it because you'll open all kinds of doors and windows, but you got to be willing to walk through them. And, and then too, again, it's not about the money. It's about doing what you're called to do and helping other people because you're a vehicle to help other people. And then like I said, the money just comes. So, you know. Yeah. When I started my um, business in initially, it was a baby information website. And so I wasn't making any money off of it. It was just putting information out there for parents because as a nurse, I was teaching parents how to take care of their babies, how to change a diaper, how to hold a baby, how to swaddle, all of these things that I was teaching. And so I started making a website, but then I started making money off of the ads and you know the affiliate programs, just the different things that I was able to utilize in the website. And so that's kind of some, some of the things that I'm gonna talk about coming up here. But you know, one door closed with state, uh, very abruptly like you said mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and then but this door opened and and i went from a, a baby informational website to circling back around to you know now being in front of moms and helping moms every day with their breastfeeding challenges or uh, learning before baby even comes how to take care of their baby breastfeeding class newborn care cpr all of these things from going through those open doors and being here and now have a podcast yeah. <laughs> have mompreneurs come on and you know really talk about their passions and what i want to show with this is that you know our passions are all different right i mean mine is moms and babies yours is finances um, and helping people with their finances and that you can really do whatever your passion is and it you know you just have to look inside to see what that is that you do and just move forward with it the other thing i want to show moms is that um you can do this you can start a business as a mom and you did it you so mm -hmm. i love to ask my mompreneur guests how did you balance being a mom and starting and growing a business well, and it's so it's funny that you asked that. My kids, I got three kids. My oldest daughter, you know, I guess she was, mm, she was probably about four when I started my business. And, um, you know, I just did it. You know, I just was like, okay, it's like a job. You know, at first it was a job because I didn't know any better. But then as you, you know, become more experienced. But the key is to find a need and fill it. And, you know, once you do that, as you do it, you find that you're an example for your kids. All my kids are entrepreneurs. My yeah. daughter, one of her friends asked her, well, what does your mom do? She said, well, she has her own business. And well, you know, and they were at, you know, kind of probing. She said, well, she's been an entrepreneur. I'll, I, that's all I can remember. I never remember her ever having a job because I didn't, you know, by the time she was born, I was an entrepreneur. <laughs> And my sons the same way. They were making money in elementary and middle school, you know, uh, make uh, painting shirts and shoes and stuff and selling them to their friends. So, you know, it's a good example, not only for you as a mom to get involved, uh, but you just find a passion, you know, um, just whatever works for you. And then you don't have to stick with it for 20, 30 years. You know, you can change up depending on what the market requires, depending on, you know, where you are, what your spirit is leading you do it to do. 
because you know i i know some moms that you know ended up babysitting you know special needs kids which is a big thing you know mm -hmm. and it's not really you know we got it babysitting back in the day but now it's child care because you're you know they're it's stressful <laughs> you know I, I i don't have any special needs kids but i do have some you know friends that do have them and it's like my hat's off to them because they're so patient and to not only have yours but to have others that you're you know growing and nurturing and you know there are a number of things you know creative ways if you find a way that works for you to make your you know life simpler doing you know whatever you're doing as a mom share with your friends and you can capitalize on all that because eventually you can monetize that information that, that experience that product that's how all these products were developed by somebody doing it in their kitchen or doing it in the you know with the kids or whatever but i just did it because the spirit led me to do it and like i said i didn't have the business experience and i definitely didn't have the financial resources to open the business that i did but that was the vision that was given to me and like i said when he gives you the vision he gives you the provision to go with it so that you know business ended up being very successful but then i remarried and you know wanted to have more time with the family have more kids so i got out of that business because it was you know too much travel and all that but like i said it was just my time to make that move and transition to another area of business but you know i just say do it if you got you know something that you really like doing it it's really a lot of people say it, it's a hobby if you don't get paid so take that hobby and start getting paid and that makes it a business for you but there are some principles that you have to have and you have to know you know you have to establish uh, an entity you know whether you're going to be an llc which i highly recommend or a corporation you got to reserve that name because you know somebody you pick somebody else's name and you build it up and then they sue you because you're using their name so you got to have that name you know reserved for you and your business you got to have separate bank accounts you know you can't co-mingle the funds you know you got to have that ein number because you don't want to use your social for your business you want to establish you want to have that strong business structure so when you file your taxes you can account for business expenses versus mm -hmm. personal expenses so you know be formal about it even though you may like and enjoy what you're doing it's still a business and treat it like one and to doing that then you do get some tax credits and you do get to write off a lot of things that you didn't get to write off before which mm -hmm. also help you to save money and recoup costs so yes. definitely starting that llc or your your um business corp structure whatever you're going to use but absolutely because you will reap the rewards of that tax-free um or tax deduct tax, yeah. mm -hmm. you know from because your the, from your business yeah because the the new tax laws have eliminated all those deductions that you know employees could take like for uniforms or mileage those are gone so in order to get those kind of deductions or something that you can especially if you're a high income earner you need to have a business just to bring your tax liability down because you know like COVID, you don't know what's going to happen you may be making six figures today but then 
a month from now, you're making two figures and lucky if you're making that. So, you know, you got to be prepared. You got to have, you know, multiple streams of income and you got to be flexible, you know, and you got to, you know, see what the market is bringing, you know, what are people needing now? Because I don't think, you know, last year Zoom was, you know, some people were using it, but look at it now, everybody's mm-hmm. using Zoom. So it's, you know, like I said, you just have to kind of go with the flow, take yeah. advantage of what's happening out there. Be able to pivot, be able to shift uh, mm-hmm. is something. I went to a Tony Robbins event um, end of January of this year, Business Mastery. It was amazing. And he was talking about how when the market has seasons and we were in summer, it was fruitful, but that winter was coming. And he predicted in six to nine months, there was going to be a major recession, something we've never seen before. And to, and he was not trying to scare us. He was trying to prepare us and be able to shift our mindset, be able to to pivot it, um, to be able to meet the demands of the market, but also to know that million dollar companies have been born out of winter, have been born out of recessions. And so even like the last recession in 2008, 2009, we had Uber come out of that, Airbnb, Square, Venmo, all of these that are ginormous now. you know, nobody had heard of them and they came out of a really bad financial uh, market that we, you know, and now here we are during this market as well. And like I said, my business started in 2008 and now it's very successful, um, you know, where I didn't even plan on or think I was going to be. And here I am. So the whole purpose of saying that is that we, you know, we are in a, recession now and the financial situation is very bad but this is a time that million dollar businesses are born so if you have that idea if you have that passion get on it start making moves or if you are in business know how to pivot know when what's good for your market for me with my breastfeeding clinic we we pivoted to a virtual model um, and doing telemedicine and so that was our shift and now it expanded our reach and we're able to help more moms and more ma- babies nationwide that we didn't get to do before mm-hmm. you know? so even though it was so stressful and so much coming at you all at once it now has opened something that was not even available in february and then too a lot of the companies i just read recently that you know they're going to getting away from that in office operation and they're letting more people work from home even they say even once the pandemic is over because you know for one less overhead you know less traffic and stress for the employees but you know you have to really reevaluate you have to be flexible and you have to know that you know, just because you're used to doing it one way doesn't mean that's the way you need to do it. You have to be flexible and you have to, you know, kind of monitor things. You can't just stay rigid in one way all the time. You know, you have to understand, like you said, how to pivot and when to pivot. Mm-hmm. So that's important. And being creative, you know, coming up with creative solutions. So I was telling you, I live in Austin and uh, indeed, is housed here in Austin and they have several different locations and I 
I passed by Indeed a lot and their, uh, all their lights used to always be on and now shut down, everybody's working from home. And uh, from the people that I've talked to with Indeed, that they feel that it's the employees are actually more productive Mm -hmm. Um, and so it's actually helped their business so really you know being able to shift being able to pivot and using those you know using your resourcefulness for that so such great information thank you so much for for all of it i think this has just been so useful so many things that i'm going to use too Is there anything that you are working on right now that you would like to share? Uh, yeah, like, you know, I told you about my book. I'm plugging it again <laughs> because it's really, it's, it's a tool and it's not, you know, it's, I've gotten such good feedback from the readers and that's what makes me so happy is that people are saying, wow, I read your book and I learned something, you know, or else I'm going to start doing what you said in the book because, you know, you have to be, I mean, you never know how long you're going to be around. Not saying that, you know, it's doom and gloom, but we're in a pandemic. You know, people are dying. 230,000 people have died and you want to be protected. You don't want to be a, a liability to your family. And so that's what my financial cure system is all about. But I want to give your guest um, my six obstacles to winning the uh, money game guide. And if they text the word guides, G-U-I-D-E, to 770-796-4944, they can download it. And it gives them a lot of good tips, you know, about the, the you know, the, the six obstacles to winning the money game, the, you know, lack of knowledge and the mindset, uh, taking control over your finances, proper protection, tax laws, tax codes, um, the global economic uh, impact with the market losses and, you know, market risk and taking action. So that's text the word guide, G-U-I-D-E to 770-796-4944. And on the guide, it'll tell you how you can, you know, get on my calendar for a complimentary uh, 20 minute strategy session. And that way I can, because people don't want to talk about, you know, in a group session, they don't want to talk about their finances, you know, and be real about it. You have to be real. You have to, you know, be real and face up to the music whether it sounds good or bad you just have to know where you are in order to develop a strategy to get to where you want to be one of us to that was to text guide g e to seven seven zero seven nine six four nine four four that's correct perfect well thank you so much for that i'm sure it's going to be so useful for our listeners as well. So thank you. Thank you. Yes, now I want to um, move and kind of shift into what we were talking about that I was gonna share. um, Mm -hmm. How basically I started my business, uh, I I bootstrapped my business. Uh, The finances, just like you said, you know, your finances were low when you started your business. My finances were low when I started my business. So I was still working as a nurse and coming home and working until 2 a.m. on my business and then going back to the hospital at 7 a.m. And so that was my life for so long. But I want to give share some resources that I use that I feel like are great tools and they're 
little to no cost. Um, so some of that um, would be when I started my website. So we all should have a website, right? A good website. And the type of website that you're going to use is really dependent on your your business. Mm -hmm. When I first started my business, it was an informational website. So I didn't need to have an e-commerce site. And uh, so I, I had a Joomla site at the time, but now you can use WordPress, which is super easy to use, plugins that you can utilize. There's also Weebly and Wix, these free sites that you can use to develop your website. But at the time, it was uh, it wasn't we didn't have all of those. So I started with a Joomla site. Uh, and then as I started to go down my path, then I started to sell product. And when I started to sell product, I moved to an e-commerce website so that I can sell on my website. And then I also made a Amazon seller account so I could sell on Amazon too. Mm -hmm. And you could start with a free Amazon seller account. And then as you start to put more inventory or you need more of their services, then you go into the, uh, you upgrade your membership. And it's, it was pretty nominal at the time, $49 a month. And for the amount that they're selling for you, it was very uh, lucrative to do. So really seeing what kind of website you need to use. Um, my e-commerce site that I use is BigCommerce, and I absolutely love BigCommerce. It's very user-friendly. I taught it to myself. I watched all their videos. I didn't have to have some program programmer come in and do it for me, and it's pretty cost-effective. What kind of website do you use, Dr. Wendy? I have someone that developed it for me, but it's WordPress. Um, they, the software is WordPress, and I think they use Divi for a lot of the graphic stuff, um, you know. And then I did some things on Fiverr, you know. Yes. My, and I love Fiverr. Matter of fact, I got my little intro video done on Fiverr for like five bucks, you know. I mean, Fiverr is very economical because you could put in your budget. You know, I put in $5 for everything I was looking for, and I found people that were doing it for five dollars and they did an excellent job so i got my um my logo signature on fiverr for five bucks you know so though that's the kind of thing that you know a startup entrepreneur can afford yes. Yes. and uh you know and that's what you want to do you don't have to spend a lot of money like no. you said you don't have to spend a lot of money i um, actually have been using fiverr since probably it started we we learned about fiverr and you can do so much on fiverr um they develop websites you can create those you can get articles written for you um you can you can get a virtual assistant on um just it's anything that you need or want resume writing anything mm -hmm. Um, you can get on Fiverr, and that's F-I-V-E-R-R. -R. Mm -hmm. uh, it can be, it could cost you $5. And mm -hmm. we still use Fiverr to this day. We also use Upwork. Have you ever used Upwork? I haven't used that, but I've heard of it, but I never had to use it because I've been using Fiverr. And all yes. These <laughs> yes. But uh, it, that's another resource, you know. Mm -hmm. For all the things uh, they do the same but it, it is a little more expensive than Fiverr so mm -hmm. 
definitely the most economical, but um, you have more professional services on on Upwork as well, mm -hmm. um, you know, higher grade writers and that type of thing. So absolutely, those are definitely things that I used and I continue to use um, to this day. The next thing is once you do have your website up, you can actually start making money without even holding product. And I kind of mentioned this earlier. And so what I did with my very first website is I had Google ads on my website. I had an Amazon store that I integrated into my website. Um, I would put a, uh, I had different affiliates. So I had an Amazon Associates affiliate, which I still do and a share a affiliate which i still do as well and i would when i was writing an article if i was talking about safe sleep i would then um, make a carousel or a widget of the different items that i was talking about in the in the uh, article so that the parents can can get it right products that i believed in and so it was right there. It made it easy for them. They didn't have to go searching for it. It was right there for them. And so anytime that they would purchase through there, I would get a percentage of the sale. So that's called an affiliate program. Mm -hmm. um, and I also started making YouTube videos and demonstrating some of these things that I was, uh, instructions that I was giving to parents. And my YouTube videos started getting popular and I got a YouTube partnership. And so I was starting to make money on my YouTube videos by the ads that they were posting on there. So all of these things I was making money before I even had product to sell. So, um, you know, you can do that as well. Um, you can now use your social media. Social media is a great way to get your um, users to get engaged with you because you want to market, market, market. Marketing, marketing is super important. Um, People are not going to find you unless you market and you, and you get them to come to you. And social media is such a great tool. Um, you do want to go where your audience, you know, the people that you're looking for are and not really the ones you feel more comfortable with. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, you want to get out there to all of them. And so, you know, with social, the key with that is to give good content, good visuals, um, and not always just promoting your product, right? Because then people are going to stop yeah. you and stop seeing you. And then the, you're not going to show up on their feed. You want people to engage with you on social media, engage with your content. Um, so give them good material, give them good visuals so that they continue to engage with you. And then you can do some really cost-effective marketing on Facebook and Instagram and really target the people that you are looking for, um, your, your audience, right? The people that, that would be your audience. And you can get really, really specific with that targeting. And really it's so much, the, the money for it is, that is spent it's good investment, good return on it. Yeah. Yeah, the return on investment compared to doing print advertising and, and that type of thing. The it's just such the return is so much greater on that. And whether that's engaging with you or becoming a uh, becoming part of your audience, you know, and growing that usership, right? 
once you have that audience too, you want to stay in contact with that audience. So you want to have a email marketing um, program. Mm -hmm. I use MailChimp. MailChimp uh, is free until you have 2000 subscribers. And then after that, it, it, you pay, but it's really not that expensive. I used to use a different service before, but I really love MailChimp. It's easy to use, but there's also constant contact. There's more. Mm -hmm. Which ones do you use? Well, I, I have MailChimp and constant con, uh, contact, but I'm old school. <laughs> and I've got, um, I really, you know, my PR person says use other people's audiences. So I've got to, you know, use other folks group. And I'm, and then plus my, with my insurance side, I do have a real good uh, campaign and it's through a company that, you know, you have to be an agent to have access to it, but mm -hmm. they have some awesome campaigns. So I plug everybody in there. And I've got my tech guy that's, you know, swaying me toward, you know, the other ways. But the key that you mentioned and what I found you know, from being old school is I've become a trusted resource for my clients, which means that they're referring people to me. So I, mm -hmm. you know, and, I, and as they come in, I put them on my list and I put them in the campaign, but I do need to get... Um, I mean, MailChimp is fine, but I don't, you know, I've got to get all that in there. I've already got the folks loaded in the other uh, campaign right. and that's working pretty good for me, but I yeah. still want to have more than one, you know, because that's more geared toward, you know, my insurance and for, uh, financial services. Uh, but I do want to have one that's geared more toward my financial cure system, mm -hmm. which is going to be separate. So we're working on that now. So, um, you know, we're, getting your funnel yeah you know he's got all that set up but you know he's he's a guru at that i'm old school so i'm trying to <laughs> catch it <with> him. <laughs> well it's definitely good to you know and if you have somebody that's helping you if you are old school or you just don't know about it um mm -hmm. there's also lots of information that you can um learn on youtube about internet marketing um and and email marketing but definitely great to have i do want to highlight something you did say which is referrals you know um that is absolutely key asking your customers for referrals we are also a word of mouth business here moms tell other moms moms mm -hmm. tell moms in their in their groups about us and so we get a lot of uh referrals that way as well that they're coming to us from there um but we also do a lot of internet marketing um through facebook and and our social media platforms videos to keep engaged and good content too to help yeah. show them that that's what we're here for right that's true. targeting your audience knowing mm -hmm. your audience and how to get to your audience right that's the, and the key thing i want to point out that i find that a lot of entrepreneurs just neglect is you know do what you say you're going to do, be reliable, you know, be a good business person by, you know, if you can't do it, say so. If you can do it, do it and be a person of your word because, you know, back in the day, it was like I say, I'm aging myself. It wasn't about brand. It was about your reputation. You know, if you had a good reputation, people knew you would do what you say you're going to do or say you couldn't do it. If you said you could do it, you know, your reputation was key. 
um, you know, brand wasn't a term back then, you know, but reputation was. <laughs> so yeah. you, and once you had that good reputation, I mean, people would sell you to other folks, you know, it's like, hey, I know. And then they took pride in knowing a person that did taxes or insurance or whatever. And see, in my line of work, you're not going to necessarily pick a tax preparer or a financial strategist from a email ad, you know, I mean, mm. some, I do get some, but they're going to go by who knows you, who's worked with you, you know, how did you serve them? And that's in my industry. But one thing I do want to point out is a good resource. And again, it's old school, but the SBA, okay. they've got everything. If you want to write a business plan, they've got a group called the SCORE uh, Mentors. It's the Service Corps of Retired Executives. I had one and I learned so much from that man that, you know, rest his soul. I mean, it's, it's, it was old school, but even now, their website is off the chain, just like a lot of these funding programs that they were doing. You know, mm -hmm. you got a score person, or if you're on that, you know, connected to the SBA, you're getting that information. So, um, and then I say a lot of people, I did a lot of folks, uh, EDIL, economic injury disaster loans, their PPP loans for, you know, applications, because people want, you got to know what you're doing to get the right, results, right. you know, and you just, just have to, like I said, just tap into that. And not saying that you can't find somebody on in the internet because, you know, I'm out there and I have found people and people have found me. But again, be that person of your word. You know, show that integrity because I don't care how much business you get. If you don't deliver, then you'll never get the opportunity to sell to those folks again. So you want repeat business. You want people to talk you up. So that's another thing I recommend is just, you know, even if you don't know what you're doing, get a mentor, get somebody, there's always somebody that's willing to tell you what to do and mm -hmm. find a good mentor, you know, because you're going to, you know, fall and, you know, bump your head a couple of times, but you know, that's okay. Get up, wipe yourself off, you know, put some ice on that bumped head and move on. So it's, um, you know, it's a good opportunity, you know, entrepreneurship, everybody's not necessarily an entrepreneur, but there's always a way that you can increase your income. You talked about the JV, you know, partnerships. That's another, you know, back then, you know, we called them joint ventures. Now they're calling, you know, something else, but still the same thing, you know, but, you know, get those multiple streams of income because you never know how that one stream that you never thought you were going to, you know, tap into is there and that's going to be your gold mine. So yeah multiple buckets multiple buckets mm -hmm. yeah also on what you're saying you know being to your word also do a good job mm -hmm. really put your effort in there and that's something we are our customer service is our number one thing we want families to feel comfortable when they come and feel like they did, got great information um and we also report to the physicians and the physicians have really loved our care and now they're sending their people to us because they see the quality in our care. Um, so super important to not only have good reputation, but really do a good job set out to um, give that excellent customer service, put mm -hmm. a step above that competition, you know, and ask for reviews too. Yeah. Um, people can see um, if they are searching for you on the internet, oh, look at what people are writing about 
Dr. Wendy or uh, my my peer delivery, which is our breast mm -hmm. clinic, you know, so that they can get to start to know the kind of care that you do provide. So and then too, it help you expand so you can know, you know, what people want, you know, because you want to, you know, satisfy a need, and they're saying, okay, I need this, and then you know, you'll be able to, to look into and try to satisfy it. Yeah, those reviews also will help you with your SEO, your search engine optimization. Mm -hmm. Helps for you to be seen faster and on the first page of Google. So making sure that um, your website is optimized for search engine, that you're using good keywords, you are using your meta tags and meta descriptions, um, and then utilizing the Google Analytics tool to see where you're mm -hmm. coming from, how long are they staying on your site, what what different pages are they going to? What keywords have brought them there so that you could just continue to improve? Um, because that's just a way of getting up there in the search engines to be seen without yes. having to spend money to do that. And then for your um, you know, networking, because we all need to be networking with one another and you know, going to different conventions or groups uh mastermind groups even but you're going to want to be able to exchange contact information right mm -hmm. and so you can use a business card but you do want to get a nice business card so utilizing something like vistaprint that's where i was getting all of my um, mm -hmm. cards but then sometimes i didn't have my purse or i didn't have something with me and i didn't have a card to give and then at rainmaker earlier this yeah, year built yeah, QR code. Yeah. Free. <laughs> because everybody has their phone. Everybody has their phone. You everybody know. has their phone. So you can just scan, um, you know, you can send the link right from here. Mm -hmm. such, and you always have your phone and now you have that contact. So a, a free way to yeah. your business card, right? That's true. Yeah. Um, so definitely using that. Um, when you're making graphics for your site or graphics for your marketing material using Canva, mm -hmm. um, easy to use, has great templates. I also use Usine, which is another great uh, tool that I use for mm -hmm. marketing. You can get stock photos for free. Um, you know, you can even just type into Google free stock photos. Um, mm -hmm. You can use it for your marketing or your website, but Unsplash, Pixels, Pixabay, those are just some of the ones that come up that have great, um, great pictures to be able to use. So just so many tools right there at your fingertips. When you do make your LLC, instead of having to use your home address, you can get a virtual business address. Mm -hmm. I still use my virtual business address because we just moved into this huge new location, um, but having a permanent mailing address that doesn't change. Yeah is is so key and that way you don't have to keep changing all yeah. things that's uh, true <laughs> yes and it's cost effective you could get mail there um or if you're not ready to have a brick and mortar or have an office and especially the way the times are going now but mm -hmm. to have a place to go um to have meetings or meet with colleagues or meet with business partners you can always do the co-working spaces like mm -hmm. um, i've had a virtual office where it was just a little room and i had a computer and my phone there and i could utilize the conference room by the hour and pay by the hour when i mm -hmm. need 
So it was very cost effective and it was month to month. So if I didn't need it the next month, I would just not renew. So just so many options to be able to start your business and grow your business, even mm -hmm. times like we're in now. And Dr. Wendy has shared so many great resources. So I hope everybody opts in to get her, uh, her guide, her six obstacles guide. And then I'm definitely getting your book to learn more. So I'm sending you the book. So send me your address. I'm sending you an autographed copy for having oh, me on. Oh, I'm going to post so about it. it. <laughs> <laughs> I will, then, give me a review. I mean, I'm going to send it to you. You don't have to go on Amazon or anything, but you know, tell me, you know, what you think. You think I it's will. something good for your listeners and you know, do you think it's valuable information? Because this is just the first of a series. The Financial Cures is the series, but Diagnose Your Financial Health is the first book of the series. So there more, there's more to come. Oh, I'm, I am so excited to read yeah. your Thank you so much. You have just been a wealth of knowledge. So many great tips you've given today. I really appreciate you. I'm so happy that we have met. Me too, me too. So I look forward to seeing you in person whenever that may be, um, but I'm looking forward to it. And I appreciate you having me on because it's always good to meet people and, and to share information, you know, because that's what it's all about is sharing, you know, and empowering people to, you know, do better and move forward. Yes. And I uh, will we'll have these videos up on the Moms Informed website as well. So can I share that often on there for the Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Perfect. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wonderful. Thank you so much. Thank you. I look forward to seeing you again. And until then, though, stay healthy. All right. I will. Now send me your, uh, text me your um, address where I can mail the book to you. I sure will. You got it. All right. All right. You have a good one. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.